Good morning and happy Friday. It is Friday, June 12th, 2020. Um, let's talk about yesterday. So uh, what happened yesterday? The markets dropped uh, and they dropped meaningfully. The, uh, the largest down move in U.S. markets in 12 weeks. Um, the last time they moved more than this was uh, back in March, if you remember, when, uh, when Bill Ackman came on TV and gave his doom and gloom speech that uh, many criticized him for and said that, you know, he went really short before that and then went on TV and tried to scare everybody, which, uh, you know, righteously or unrighteously uh, worked. And the market dove about 9% that day. Um, and the VIX just totally spiked. I didn't see anything like that ever. Um, but yesterday, yeah, the Dow was down 6.9%. Uh, the S&P was down 5.9%. And the NASDAQ was down 5.26%. Um, why did this happen? Um, well, we've been talking about the disconnect between kind of the world around us and the world that the, the capital markets are living in. Um, but ultimately, the capital markets react to investor uh, sentiment, emotion, and psychology. So, you know, renewed fears over the coronavirus because of this bad data coming out of states who'd reopen, uh, spooky commentary from the Fed, um, you know, maybe a bounce off of these all-time highs for the S&P and the NASDAQ. Uh, you know, technical traders always talk about resistance levels, right? So when a stock gets to its all-time high, you know, say a stock's trading at $100, it's never cracked 99. And, you know, they'll say, well, you know, that $100 level represents resistance. I don't know. Maybe the markets are hitting resistance on a technical level. Uh, I myself am not a tea leaf reader, but uh, those folks are out there. They, they practice the dark arts, and sometimes they're right. So got to consider everything. Um, there were also jobless claims yesterday. Uh, 1.54 million Americans filed for new unemployment benefits this week, uh, up slightly from uh, expectations of 1.4 million, but down last week, uh, down from last week's number of 1.9 million. Um, again, keep in mind that the pre-coronavirus uh, peak of weekly filing was uh, 695,000. Um, so. Uh, less than half of what we saw yesterday, uh, and that happened in 1982, um, before probably many of you were born. Um, 21 million Americans uh, are receiving weekly benefits right now, compared to pre-coronavirus highs of 6.6 .6 million in 2009. And we remember what 2009 was like and what the surrounding environment looked like. So think about that. Uh, oil dropped the most since uh, April. Uh, fell back into the hole um, in Venezuela. Oil shortages are putting the country basically on the brink of famine. Uh, Venezuela is an interesting case because, you know, given the, the natural resources that they have access to, they, they potentially could be the wealthiest country in, in South America or Latin America, and uh, they're on uh, the brink of famine. So uh, there's some socialism in action for you folks. They only have 28 million people living there too. So imagine how well that model would work here in a country with uh, 330 million. I don't know. Maybe we think we're that superior to the Venezuelans that we could pull it off, but uh, history continues to cast a little bit of doubt on that model. Um, earnings yesterday after the bell, we talked about this yesterday morning. Um, Lululemon, uh, per my expectations, missed on earnings and revenue. Stock was down. I mean, everything was down yesterday, so it wasn't down meaningfully more than everything else. Um, but their e-commerce sales didn't really cover the, uh, the ding they took from store closures. Um, I think people like shopping in Lululemon stores. Um, if you guys shop there or you gals shop there, you know, you can confirm maybe like if you're spending $100 on a, a sweat wicking polo shirt, like, I don't know, maybe you want to touch the thing. Maybe you want to make sure it fits right uh, so you don't end up uh, 
looking like you, you painted your shirt on. Um, anywho, they were down. Uh, Adobe beat on earnings. Uh, they missed on revs and had kind of a soft guide, but the stock was up 5% after hours uh, on positive commentary from management and uh, people just probably buying the dip on Adobe because frankly, it's a good company. Um, Adobe was actually the, the company, the, the first execution order I ever took on Wall Street uh, back in 2013 was a, a buy order for uh, 10,000 shares of Adobe. And uh, you never forget your first. Uh, I remember it. the price was uh, $58 and, and change and uh, it spiked up to over 60. I called the guy back and said, listen, we're over 60. He said, I don't want to buy over 60. I said, listen, I don't think it's going back under 60. Uh, and it didn't. And he, he filled the rest of the order. It was a good day. I was proud of myself. Um, all right. So the coronavirus spike, um, you know, Mnuchin came out and addressed it, said, listen, doesn't matter what, what the virus numbers look like. We can't shut the economy down again. Um, you know, I think he's right. Like for better or for worse, we can't. Like we, we, we did it, right? We, we, we did our precautions. We, we shot our wad. We tried it. Um, and uh, now we are where we are. We've kind of used our, our special cards um, and we don't have many more cards to play. So um, we may have to just roll with the punches and kind of see what happens. Um, you know, if we try to lock things down again, I don't know. We could see some real problems. Um, military leadership uh, continues to denounce Trump uh, with the top five military leaders, uh, generals apologizing for posing with him in front of that St. John's Church um, in D.C. I think that's going to be a lingering problem for him. We've talked before about how important it is to have uh, kind of the, the mer uh, military sentiment on your side, not just for voters' perception, but just, you know, in, in general. Like, uh, it's, it's, it's just a bad look, um, and it's fucking silly. Uh, I also saw that uh, there were reports that the 3rd U.S. Infantry Regiment, based in Virginia, referred to as the Old Guard, uh, they, they, were, they were put on alert last week during the protests and riots. Um, in uh, in preparation for the potential issuance of the Insurrection Act of 1807, which, for those of you who don't know, um, is basically uh, an amendment that was made in uh, in the Constitution that allows for, uh, or not an amendment, just I don't know, some clause tacked on, that allows for the president to invoke the use of federal troops in domestic situations. Um, but that's from 1807. Uh, you know, we were a very, very, very young uh, country at the time, and... Um, you know, we were we were genuinely. You know, there were still a lot of people that were loyal to the British crown here. Um, Britain was uh, pretty chapped. They could have easily come back and um, and taken us back over. They tried in 1812. They almost did it. They burned the White House down. Um, so the, even the thought of invoking something like that that was um, drafted in the time that it was these days is is just so fucking silly and. Um, and uh, the the old guard, this U.S. this U.S. Infantry Regiment, uh, you know, they were issued bayonets and live ammo, um, and I just think that's such a disgrace uh, to, to such a proud unit that served so honorably. You know, from the War of 1812 through the Mexican-American War, Civil War, Spanish-American War, World War II, Vietnam, everything since. It's like you, you're really gonna you're gonna make these guys look ugly here because um, you're an idiot. I just I hate that. Um, all right, so uh, quick side note: uh, we talked about the surge of retail investors flooding into markets. Um, I saw an article from Axios yesterday uh, suggesting that uh, stock speculation, you know, equities investing, uh, may be replacing sports betting <laughs> for people who are addicted to gambling or love to gamble or just love that action and haven't been able to. They're saying, fuck it, I'll just bet on the stock market. So 
You know, that makes sense to me. Um, look, you see it with uh, Portnoy from Barstool, that fucking idiot. Uh, thinks that he's smart, thinks he understands stocks. Um, the, uh, his loyal followers kind of do everything that he does. Um, yeah, so basically you got a bunch of... Uh, I'm not going to say stupid. I'm going to say ignorant because ignorant means uneducated or uninformed. So you got people who are uninformed that just don't understand equities, pouring money into equities because, hey, look, it's something to do. Uh, not a good reason to invest. <laughs> not uh, not a way to set yourself up for success. Um, if you can find a way to bet against that population, bet against them. Uh, that's a good way to invest. Um, because when the tide goes out uh, and the people who don't know what they're doing are, are forced to act, they're going to act irrationally and uh, they can get, they're going to get their faces ripped off. Um, so... Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage company, also uh, filed for IPO. Um, that is interesting. I don't know if I like the idea of commercial mortgage companies, uh, residential mortgage companies being public. Like, I don't know if public market exposure needs to be spread out through residential real estate. I thought we kind of separated church and state there back in 08, but who knows. Um, and Sony uh, announced the launch for their PlayStation 5. Uh, pretty snazzy looking hardware. Um, first new, new uh, generation console in a long time. Uh, Xbox also coming out with a new model. Um, I'm a PlayStation guy myself, um, but it, it'll be cool to see those come along. I'll probably go get myself one when I have the chance. Um, okay, let's talk about today. Uh, futures are up meaningfully. They were up uh, big overnight. Um, it's about 8 a.m. Eastern time right now. Futures are up. The Dow is up to uh, just a little bit over 2%. Um, the S&P is up 1.86%, and the NASDAQ is up 1.76% pre-market. Um who knows? I mean, maybe that's a little bit of people doing some distress buying um, pre-market. Uh, I, there was no real good news that came out. There was no real, like, you know, huge event that occurred yesterday that people needed overnight to digest in order to have confidence come back in. I think it's just probably a little bit opportunistic buying. Um, I think it probably fades mid-morning and we close down slightly today, maybe in the 2 to 3% range. Maybe a little bit less, maybe between flat and 1% down. Um, who knows? This feels like a pop and drop to me. I think we're going to see like a bit of a, uh, a jagged uh, seesaw up and down um, until we eventually settle down considerably lower. Uh, that's my long-term thinking. I know we talk a lot about yesterday, today, and tomorrow on, on uh, our conversations, but obviously you need to have more of a, a longer-term uh, thought process. So we could talk about that another time, but um, let's move along. Um, Asia futures are, uh, are down, except for China, uh, where stuff's up, um, which is interesting because the Chinese recovery, the economy, the, the Chinese economy's recovery is still a huge unknown. Uh, not a lot of people know what's going on. We're kind of hearing conflicted reports. We're hearing consumers are weak. We're hearing consumers are strong. We're hearing unemployment's a real problem. We're hearing it's not. It's really hard to see what's going on in China unless you're literally on the boots. Uh, you know, you got boots on the ground over there, um, or you have somebody in the government who you can talk to who's willing to tell you the truth, which, good luck. Um, and, uh, and Europe is rebounding a little bit softer than U.S. Uh, pre-market action, but they're up a little bit. Um, yesterday, uh, let's see, this morning, sorry, uh, Wall Street Journal Survey of Economists, um, 68% believe that uh, economic recovery in the U.S. will begin in Q3. Uh, and of that 68%, 22.8% believe it's already begun. Uh, they also estimate that we'll see a GDP contraction of 5.9%, uh, which is on the lower end of the estimates that we've seen recently that range anywhere from you know, 6.5% to 8%. Um, I think uh, you know, the law of averages uh, dictates that we should probably expect something in the middle. Um, so 10 a.m., the University of Michigan Consumer Sentiment Index for June is going to be released, expected to rise slightly. 
Uh, at 1 p.m., we're going to see the Baker Hughes rig count, um, which will give us a little bit more visibility into oil and gas. Um, now, uh, now, the Texas, Florida, Arizona, and California coronavirus data that came out um, is partially what caused yesterday's move, right? I think we're going to see more and more states kind of reporting similar type stuff. Um, if those four states, granted, those four states have a huge population um, collectively and individually, but yeah, if those four states could kind of ding the market as so, what happens over time as we see more data coming from the other 46 states? Um, I expect, you know, some of the more densely populated states are going to see second waves sooner rather than later. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in the Northeast and the tri-state area as things reopen. Um, Ford uh, announced that they plan to bring production levels back to uh, pre-coronavirus levels uh, by July 6th. Um, AMC plans to open 90% of their theaters in July, following a $2.2 billion loss in Q1. Ah, that's a tough one. I, you know, movie theaters were struggling before coronavirus just because of the availability of media through streaming services. And I don't know if people are going to be ready to go back to movie theaters. Um, and I mean, they're obviously going to have to open at reduced capacity. So it'd be interesting to see what happens there. Um, I, I feel for AMC because, again, I think it's a good American company. They've been around for a long time. And I like the movie theater, um, despite the, the overpriced concessions. Uh, I like being able to get a, a basically a garbage can full of Diet Coke and go sit in nice cold air conditioning and comfortable chair and watch a movie. It's cool. Good sound, too. Um, okay. Uh, I know I, I keep delaying talking about China. Maybe we'll just do a morning just dedicated to, okay, what's going on with China, the U.S. relations? Like, what's the impact? What are the potential ramifications? And, and what would that look like? Maybe we'll do that, but we just don't have time today. Um, we're we're going to go back in the time machine, though. Um, 2003, Gregory Peck, uh, most famous probably with our generation for playing Atticus Finch in um, To Kill a Mockingbird. He died uh, today in 2003. In 1991, Mount Pinatubo in the Philippines erupted uh, for the first time in 600 years. It was an absolutely massive volcanic eruption. Uh, disrupted global air travel, caused serious environmental and economic issues in, in the APAC region. Um, unbelievable pictures of that eruption online. So uh, if you have time today, check that out. It's pretty cool. Uh, in 1987, Ronald Reagan uh, gave his uh, Mr. Gorbachev tear down this wall speech uh, in the Berlin Wall. Um, pretty cool, pretty iconic. Uh, in 1924, George H.W. Bush was born, uh, the 41st president of the United States, um, very competent leader, um, kind of your, your archetypical neocon, but uh, I like him, I, say? I got a soft spot for him. Uh, 1776. The Virginia Declaration of Rights, a model that was later used for the Bill of Rights, which was incorporated into the U.S. Constitution, um, was ratified in Virginia. Um, although, uh, you know, it'll it'll probably have to be thrown out, right? Because the people who, who ratified it were uh, were racists. So, probably throw that out. You know, chuck the Constitution while we're at it, and the Bill of Rights too. Um, why not? <laughs> Uh, it seems anything goes these days. All right, folks, we're going to wrap it up. Um, have a wonderful Friday and a great weekend. I hope I get to see you soon.